Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 536, air date March 11th, 2020. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I uh, wanted to do this broadcast early on. Um, if you, I just did a show with uh, a Frankie Borey, which is a radio show. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. But what I, hold on, whoop, I'm getting some feedback here. One second, guys. Let me just turn this off. There we go. Um, so what I wanted to uh, do here was really talk about the real virus threats that face this country. Before I do that, I just want to let you know, we are running our Shiva for Senate campaign. We need to get uh, thousands of signatures. We need about 10,000 signatures to get on the ballot. Um, the other candidates who are running against three lawyers, I uh, haven't seen them out there. We actually go out and we have to collect these signature sheets. So I was out with uh, a bunch of our volunteers uh, at the shopping stores collecting these signatures. And it's a lot of effort because we literally have to collect twenty to 30,000 to actually get the 10,000 certified. And with the fear and the panic that's going on, this is what the deep state wants because they want people to be isolated. They don't want people to go to rallies. They don't want people to go to events. They don't want people to participate in the political process. So as I said in the title of this, uh, there is a real threat that's taking place to this country. And the real threat that's occurring is two viruses that I call it BS MSM 20 and BS SCI 20. The real virus in many ways is not COVID-19, but it's the bullshit of the mainstream media and the bullshit of the scientific establishment. Both of these two things have converged to create what I call biomedia warfare on the American people. And everyone should be really upset with the mainstream media and the state apparatus in this country, which has come together to basically tell us that they know better than all of us and that we should throw our common sense into the garbage and actually not really focus on real science. That's what's really taking place. And you're talking to someone and, and we're going to have a discussion here. So people want to write in, they can on Facebook and, and here is that we really need to help the American people and the president of the United States because he is under massive pressure to kowtow to forces which are really being controlled by the uh, CDC. The CDC has never cared about our health. What the CDC has always cared about is profit and big pharma and promoting their agenda. That is what's going on in this country right now and we're seeing it. We have people telling people to do things not for our public health interests but really to crash this economy. So let's begin with two data points I want to start with. One on the science side, one on the economy side, and then we're going to go over to the health side. In 1962, John Kennedy, who was uh, who gave a very famous speech, we're not talking about, by the way, when I use the word Kennedy uh, and the prestige of that, we're not talking about the modern day Kennedys who have basically have nothing to do with really fighting for people's rights. They, in fact, support the deep state. And we'll get back to that. But John Kennedy, 1962, gave a very, very famous speech to the National Academy of Sciences, which I've talked about, but I want to repeat what he spoke about in 1961. Uh, 62 is when the national vaccine program in this country was implemented, but in 61, he gave a very famous speech um, to the National Academy of Sciences, and where he said was, look, the problems of the world are becoming more and more complex. The problems of the world are becoming more and more complex, 
and we rely on you, and he was pointing to these 2,000, 2,500 scientists gathered, saying that we rely on you to help us, and he was talking about the career politicians, including himself, figure out what to do and advise us on these complex issues. So basically he was telling these scientists that you know the American people rely on a small group of people to tell them what to do on these complex topics. And what he was really saying was that um, that that com that outsourcing of decision making because of the complexity of problems. If you think about healthcare systems, transportation systems, the immune system, that we were outsourcing that problem to these people called scientists. And he, in his speech, he makes a very very important assumption, and he tells them this: We assume that you guys are disinterested, objective third parties, disinterested, objective third parties. That's what Kennedy said in 1961. And so the notion was that um, we as a public outsource it to this small group of people because we assume they're disinterested, objective third parties. And Kennedy in his speech said this is sort of the problem of modern day democracy because democracies, all of us participate in the process, all of us use our common sense to make decisions. But because the problems start becoming complex, we start outsourcing these problems to the small, quote-unquote, elite group of people. Everyone get this? So think about this. Major problems like immune system issues or vaccines, etc. And we are starting to outsource these problems to these small group of people. And Kennedy pointed this out in 1961. In 1962, he implemented the National Vaccine Act uh, which created the Center the Center for Communicable Diseases, which became the CDC, the Center for uh, Disease Control, which was um, charted with laying down the guidelines for vaccines. This is in 1962, okay? So just keep that data point there. So from that point onward to where we are today, the CDC, which was supposed to take care of our public health, and if you look at the uh, the CDC directors, they're literally a revolving door with big pharma, literally. And every year they meet, I think down in Atlanta, and they decide what the vaccine schedule should be. And it's basically they are surrounded by a bunch of lobbying groups when they make these votes every year. And, and, the, and so the decision is not made about public health, but it's based on economic interests. And that has been the history of the CDC. Now in 1986, as I've spoken before, the National Vaccine Injury Program was created. Now, why was that created? Well, that was created because of the vaccine injuries that were being created and people were starting to sue vaccine manufacturers. And in 1986, another Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, along with Waxman and Orrin Hatch, created the National Vaccine Injury Program, which basically shielded the entire vaccine manufacturers and big pharma by creating what's called the vaccine courts where you could not sue big pharma or vaccine manufacturers, but you could only sue the, uh, 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 the you could only sue in this bureaucracy within the US government. And if your child died of a vaccine injury, maximum compensation for death was $250,000, okay? That was created in 1986. Instead of repealing the vaccine uh, act of 1962, they created a band-aid as I've talked about, and then after that, they gave people some exemptions called the medical exemption, the religious exemption to get out of 
uh, you know, vaccines. And now they want to remove those. And as you know, uh, literally one week before the coronavirus uh, scare took off, uh, myself and others, we did a massive rally in New Jersey uh, delivering a victory because we started sharing information. We started sharing the truth about how the immune system works. Okay, the so-called other anti-vax people were essentially milking for 17 years, including people like Bobby Kennedy, okay, another Kennedy, this movement, not to really fight it, essentially getting mothers and working people to fight for crumbs. My issue is the entire National Vaccine Act should be removed because it is old science. It does not actually have to do with modern science of the immune system, which shows that the immune system is very complex. What's good for you may not be good for me. So my position on this whole thing is the CDC was set up as an organization to push one size fit all vaccinations on all of us. And what you see that was growing in this country was a movement led by scientists like myself in the last six months who was actually sharing real information beyond vax and anti-vax. A lot of people, whether uh, many men weren't listening to their wives, started listening to my videos. And they're saying, wow, this guy's actually making sense. Why, why, why do we believe in mandatory vaccines? Uh, it should be between the doctor and the patient and the mother. Okay, so that's what was going on right before this coronavirus hit. It's just an interesting timing. Now, so consider that uh, thread that people are actually waking up to education of the immune system. The second point I wanna make is that Bill Maher, that idiot, okay, complete insidious fool, was out literally go look in August 2019 saying that we should be ready to crash the US economy to get rid of Trump. Okay? So keep keep what I just shared with you in mind that there's one uh, uh, interesting set of facts about vaccinations, the vaccine movement, and the knowledge that we were sharing to really educate people on the immune system. But Independent of that, we know in 2016, uh, Donald Trump was elected an anti-establishment populist candidate. Whether you like him or not, Donald Trump hit a very important dog whistle in this system that both parties were not serving the interests of the American people. They had sold out particularly the American worker. And that brought him into power and, that brought, and, and, it, and it hit across many groups of people. But the establishment elites the establishment GOP and the quote-unquote multiracial liberal aristocracy was so upset that this guy won, they unleashed from the day he got into office everything that they could do to get him out of office. And August 2019 is important because this fool, Bill Maher, who thinks he's very smart, was openly telling people and doubling down, if you Google it right now, that we should crash the U.S. economy. Okay? So here's a guy who wanted to crash the U.S. economy in order to get real Donald uh, Trump, Donald Trump, President Trump, out of power, who'd won a legitimate, you know, election. And remember, um, since that point, we have him being attacked that he, he was involved in Russian collusion, which failed miserably. If anyone was Russian collusion, it's been people like the Bidens, you know, Hunter Biden and his family or people like Markey here in Massachusetts and others. That failed. Then they did impeachment. That failed. So what was remaining to crash the US economy was unleashing what I call BS, MSM 20, bullshit mainstream media and BS SCI, bullshit science 20. These are the two viruses that we're all being hit with. And you have the quote unquote liberal elite governors 
Many of these are people who control liberal neighborhoods and states. They are all telling us they're calling states of emergency now because it's not about your health that they care about. Because if they really cared about your health, they would be fixing the infrastructure in this country. Massachusetts, for example, where I am, I am here, it got an F minus minus in infrastructure, 123 points out of 350 by the American Society of Civil Engineers. In fact, the entire U.S. infrastructure, I be, believe, got a D plus. And Massachusetts here got a D plus in corruption. So we have massively corrupt government and F minus in infrastructure brought to you by Charlie Baker. The previous governor was Bill Weld and Romney. These are three guys who all hate Donald Trump and they have done nothing to really help the infrastructure of Massachusetts and Massachusetts is really the center of the deep state. So you have existing politicians who have destroyed the infrastructure of this country. Why? Because in order to get elected, they have to pay off people because of the corruption and the red tape in getting anything done. Corruption and infrastructure, decay and crumbling infrastructure go hand in hand. That's what the swamp has brought to you. They can't solve any problems. How have we always, if you look at the history, how do we actually solve infectious diseases? What's the history? Well, during the 1900s, 14 out of 100,000 people were dying of infectious diseases in 1900. That dropped precipitously by 1950 down to one out of 200,000. Massive. In fact, 98% of the infectious diseases were resolved because of infrastructure. Infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. Sanitation, nutrition, vitamin A, refrigeration, transportation, elimination of child labor, hygiene. All of these things did not come from these uh, government politicians or lawyer lobbyists. They came because in the late 1800s, you and I, American workers like us, fought on the streets to demand that the elites, the 0.1%, give us infrastructure. That's how we brought down infectious diseases. The sanitation worker, like my friend Richard, the plumber, like my friend, uh, another Richard, those are the people who did more for bringing down infectious diseases. By the time measles vaccine was created, 98% of measles was gone. Far more than the pharmacist or the scientist, you know, a medical researcher. It was a plumber and the sanitation worker who did that. Let's not forget.